Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. There is a principle in the Bible that is important for every believer, and that is the principle of having a willing heart. We have to be willing to come to Jesus Christ before we are saved. We have to be willing to receive the Holy Spirit. We have to be willing to be used of God before God uses us. We also have to be willing to be givers before God will continue to bless us with the resources that we need. He told Abraham, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. But Abraham had to be willing to be a blessing. Listen closely to this message today as we continue to share how God strategically planned to give to those who are willing to give to him. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. There's a well-known missionary called, uh, whose name is Hudson Taylor, and he had miracles of, and miracles of God's provision for his ministry. And he said this, God's work done God's way for his glory will not lack God's supply. So God is interested in the success of the ministry. God is also interested in your well-being. Jesus is the one that said, I have come to give you life more abundantly. And when you talk about the blessings of God, it's all through scripture, how God blesses his people. And he even told them in the book of Deuteronomy, you'll be blessed going out. You'll be blessed coming in when you follow my command and do what I ask you to do. And you're obedient to the word of God. I'll make you the head, not the tail. You'll be the lender, not the borrower. That tells you what God sees that he's able to do in the life of his people when we just do things God's way. So one of the amazing things I learned from this offering for the tabernacle in the wilderness is that God is the master strategic planner. He has a prearranged system of economy to provide the resources needed to accomplish his purpose for the ministry. More than 400 years before this offering was taken, God had already planned the resources for the offering. He planned for those who were going to do the giving, the willing. He planned for them to have what they had when they gave. Now think about this. These are the Israelites and they're in the desert. They have come out of Egypt. They had been slaves for over 400 years. At this offering, they gave gold and silver and precious things and stones, uh, precious stones and onyx and all those kind of things like that. I'll ask myself, now where'd they get this stuff? If they had gold and silver and all this wealth, why were they slaves? They didn't have it when they were slaves. God provided it for them before they left. Back in the book of Genesis, chapter 15, Here's where God interacted with Abram, who is the father of the nation. 15 chapter 12, the sun was setting. Abram fell into a deep sleep and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own. And they will be enslaved and mistreated for 400 years. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possession. That was God's planning and God's promise. So back in 
Exodus chapter 35 that gives a broader picture of this whole process of the offering. Here's what we see then in chapter 35. They're still talking about this offering, 35 of Exodus, verse 19. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. After that, they will let you go. And I will make the Egyptians favorably disposed toward this people so that when you leave, you will not go empty-handed. Every woman is to ask her neighbor and any woman living in her house for articles of silver and gold for clothing, which you will put on your sons and daughters so that you will plunder the Egyptians. Now, why was God going to let them plunder the Egyptians? God says, I'm going to need it for my tabernacle. God said, I'm going to load you up with silver and gold and all this stuff because I got a building and I got a tabernacle. This is 400 years down the road. You you're not even, the people that's going to get this is not even born yet, but I'm going to plan now. And you know, as I'm thinking about this, that works for you too. God has a plan strategically for your blessing long before you will show up on the scene if you are doing God's work and if your life is committed to God and if you will allow God to use you to uh, fulfill his purpose in your life, your, your blessings are already on the way. I started thinking about that. You know, uh, I grew up in church, but I, I, when I turned 18, I did like a lot of people do when they leave home. And I went out there and left home. And, and if you'd have met me two or three years after I left home, you probably thought I'd never been in church in my life. I'm living out there, walking the streets at night and running on, up and down the highway in the streets at uh, three or four or five, six o'clock in the morning and doing all kind of stuff y'all used to do. Okay, don't look like it now. I was doing what y'all was doing. I was doing what some of y'all did this week. <laughs> so 17 years after I left home, I, I got saved. But before I was saved, I, God opened the door for me to work at a major corporation. I wasn't saved, but he opened the door to provide financial stability for me. But my mind when I was there, it wasn't on the things of God. God knew the plans he had for me, but I... I wasn't living for God, but he knew he had a plan for me. So, you know, one of the things that I thought when I first got on that job, when I'm going to work here, I'm going to strategically save my money. I'm going to invest it. I'm not going to spend it because if these folks make me mad, I want to slap them upside the head and walk off of this job because I, I got enough money to do that. That was in my mind. I know I'm nice and calm and casual now, but I was a radical. You know, one boss man told a guy that got hired, said, don't, don't even go with him. <laughs> Stay away from him. He's a bad influence. But I had that plan, and I started on that plan, and I started saving. My friend said, man, why don't you go and buy a new car? I know you no, nah, man, I'm, I got a plan. I got a plan. I, I, I want three years' worth of income saved up so that if anybody come and talk to me in a way I don't like, I can afford to quit. I mean, I, I was just that arrogant. I was doing that for me. But when he saved me, and call me to pastor full time, those same provisions that I was putting together to, to go live in the Caribbean somewhere and party all night, those were the same provisions that sustained my family when I had to leave that job and come full time pastor. God had already planned it. I wasn't even thinking about it. 
See, God knew I was going to be willing to give my life to him and my career to him and give my money to him. So he prearranged the provisions for my family. Our church wasn't uh, large enough to even afford to take care of my family, but we didn't have to depend on the church to do that. God blessed what I was putting aside for another purpose and use it for his own glory. See, God knows. He spoke a prophecy through my pastor in 1968 when I was uh, getting ready to leave home. You know how when you get ready to leave home, your parents drag you up to the altar, tell the pastor to pray for you. And so she drug me up to the altar and said, Bishop, will you pray for him when you get ready to leave? He spoke a prophecy over me. He said before the church, this boy is going to preach to thousands of people. I was not saved. I was not seeking, and I was not serving. I wasn't thinking about it. I'm thinking, I don't know who you think you're talking to. I ain't preaching to nobody. I I ain't going to church no more. (laughs) But God had a plan, and God provided protection for me when I wasn't protecting myself. God was looking out for me when I wasn't looking out for myself. God was covering me when I wasn't covering myself. God opened doors for me when I couldn't find my way. God saved me when nothing else could help. God planned for me and God provided for me. He prearranged strategically. And I believe he has prearranged blessings for many of you that you have not gotten into it yet because you are not in the place where God can use your life. You're still trying to manage your own life. You're still trying to run everything. But God says, I already got it stashed for you. You just don't know where it is until you get ready to be released to do things like I want you to do it. I have the provisions already provided for you. In Exodus 35, 4, Moses said to the whole Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded from what you have taken offering for the Lord. Everyone who is willing is to bring the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze. Everyone, he said, from what you have, take it and give it. God never asks us to give what we do not have. He tells you to take out of what you have and give it. He knows this. If you don't have it, you can't give it. So if he wants you to give it, guess what? He got to be sure you have it. But he knows whether you're going to give it or not before you even get it. He knows that. He knows you're going to say, I ain't giving nothing. I ain't giving nothing. Well, he said, well, you ain't getting nothing. He knows when you said, Pastor, if I hit the lottery, I'm going to give. He know you're lying. He said, you're not even giving now. You you got $12 the other day on that little ticket. You didn't give none of that. You didn't give $1.20 off of that. God knows our hearts. So you can't fool him. So he knows when you're willing. He knew that we were going to be willing to give to all these other ministries when we started our church. He knew that I didn't want to hustle and and do all kind of things for money and say, God, however you want to use us. This is your church. However you want to use us. You want to use us to bless people. We're going to bless people. And we don't care what anybody else say about it. God always blesses his people with enough to get the task completed. When we give out of what we have, it's a validation of the willingness and a willing heart. It's a heart of generosity. See, many people won't give until they get something extra. They're not willing to give from what they have. Lord, if you bless me, I'll give it. God said, if you give it, I'll bless you. You're not giving out of what you have. I ain't got enough. Elijah went to the widow woman 
you know, she said, all I got is a little meal and a little oil. I'm going to make a cake and, 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 and me and my son, we're going to die. That's it. He said, okay, give me just a little out of that. He didn't, he didn't ask for all of it. He said, out of what you have, will you make me a small cake? She said, all right. She gave and God blessed her and her meal barrel never ran dry. Exodus 35, 20 said, when the whole Israelite community withdrew from God's, from Moses' presence and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work of the tent of meeting, for all of his servings, and for the sacred garments, and all who were willing, men and women alike, came and brought gold and jewelry of all kinds, brooches, earrings, rings, and ornaments, and they all presented their gold as a wave offering to the Lord. And in verse 29 of Exodus 35, all the Israelite men and women who were willing brought to the Lord free will offerings for all the work the Lord through Moses had commanded them to do. You keep seeing that same thing. All those who were willing, they bought a free will offering. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.